Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome to a quick shot of romance. I am Becky, and joining me for this episode is podcast contributor Carolina. Hi, Carolina. Hey, Becky. I'm so excited to talk about this book. (laughs) I'm excited to talk about that too. And then I was going to be like, oh, we haven't done one in a while, but we did two in a row back in just like Like two weeks weeks ago. ago. I don't know. As we all know, I could talk romance all day, every day. I know. I know. If only we could just, you know, read what we want for a living. I need that job. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. (laughs) So on this episode, I am super excited because we are continuing my obsession (laughs) with author Julie Salmon, Jay Salmon. Um, We are reviewing her latest release, Dr. Heartless. This is book three in the Boston Billionaire series. Bachelors. Boston Billionaire Bachelors. Okay. Well, she put a lot of Bs in there and I cannot be expected to remember (laughs) all of them. I had to look it up. I'm like, what's the name of this series? (laughs) Um, She should have just called it the Abbott Fritz Family Series. I know, right? (laughs) Or the Boys of the Abbott's Fritz. Maybe we'll tell her to rename the series because she knows she'll do whatever I say, right? Exactly. (laughs) Um, I was laughing because earlier this week she commented on something and I'm like, it hasn't even been a year of my low-key stalking. (laughs) And I comment back. It hasn't been (laughs) low-key. It really hasn't. It really hasn't. No, it Uh, really hasn't. (laughs) So, okay, uh, Carolina, read us the synopsis from Goodreads. He is cruel, insufferably attractive, and broken beyond redemption. After the nightmare I just ran from, those details should have made him the perfect storm of do not touch. Except I don't know any of this other than the attractive part when I met him. Our story started on a lie. He pretended to be someone else, and I didn't ask a lot of questions. Nor did I try to stop him when he snuck out of my hotel room in the wee hours of the morning. I was determined to start my new life on an uptick and a wild one. One night with a hot stranger felt like just the ticket. Only I should have known something that good wouldn't end that easy. On my first night in my new house, our paths cross again when I discover he's my new neighbor. No longer the charming man I met in the bar. He's a grump, completely unfriendly, and utterly intolerable. As if this couldn't get any worse, I quickly learned I'm also his daughter's new teacher. A wonderful daughter I can't help but fall in love with. Something I refuse to do with him. Our button pushing back and forth never fails to get under my skin. If anything, his sudden off-limit status makes resisting this devil of a single dad that much easier. Regardless of the temptation he presents, how searing his heat as gaze is when I catch him staring, or how breathless our stolen moments leave us. After all, this is the fresh start I so desperately need, and I will not let anything get in my way. No, I can't give in to Dr. Heartless, no matter how hard he tries to change my mind. Can I just tell you, this is one of the best written synopsis. Like you sometimes read them after you've read the book and you're like, okay, this only talks about like the first 30% of the book. Yeah, you feel like- This is a great, a great one that encapsulates the whole feel of the book but it gives nothing away without exactly without giving everything away away. 
you get you get what your like what tropes are going to be hit you get what the tension is you get like yeah anyways I just I was rereading it again going this is a good one uh Jay Salmon gives good blurb (laughs) (laughs) there's the Um, hashtag Jay Salmon gives good blurb blurb. (laughs) um so the release date on this is March 7th of 2022 uh this episode is dropping on March 8th so the book released yesterday yesterday um this is available in Kindle Unlimited, and it can be read as a standalone, but you shouldn't. You should totally go back, start with Edge of Chaos, and just read them all. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I just started with uh, Dr. No, wait. Scandalous. You read the last one in the Edge of Chaos series, though. Mm-hmm. You didn't. I, ha- I haven't read Edge of, Edge of Chaos series. <sighs> it's so good. Because that's the sister story. I know. I need it. I need it. After Brecken, reading this one, I was reminded that how much I need it. <laughs> because Brecken, the sisters, there's hints to her story and her being a bit yeah. stubborn that like as a reader of that book, I was like, <laughs> he's going to do it. <laughs> and you just can't believe that she's being so stubborn about actually physically getting married. Like anyway. Yeah. Well, and I'm reading it going okay i want to know the backstory to yeah. this let's like i need to read yeah. it so um so tropes uh their neighbors single dad doctor uh second chance at love for both uh love after loss this is a family series and teacher parent one night stand grumpy sunshine um <laughs> and it, it is enemies to lovers it has an enemies to lovers element but i don't typically more like enemies side. what more on his side yeah it's more him being the enemy she yeah she really tries to be his friend and he's such an ass um okay so put out percentage on this book is nine percent i do feel like we need to give a little bit of a content warning on this um mm-hmm. it deals with death of death of a spouse uh, long-term illness, cancer, um, and past domestic violence. Um, well, I would categorize the, it, the domestic, it's more domestic abuse, verbal abuse, verbal abuse. Um, and it's in her past. So, um, so let's set the story up for the reader a little bit, because that I think really helps go in to it. Uh, Ellery is um, young. I think that she is late she is 20, 27. 27. <laughs> Ellery is 27 and um, recently divorced. She is divorced from a professional slash famous golf player, golf pro, um, and kind of got sucked into his life and has made the decision that she's leaving she she's miserable she's just well they tried she tried once and then there was like therapy and counseling and a little bit of of a guilt trip and then finally she just she kind of hits rock bottom and she's like I don't even recognize who I am anymore and so she she leaves yeah um, and she, with the help of a friend, leaves Florida, where her ex lives, and moves 
to the Boston area um, and taking a teaching job at a private elite uh, middle school, high school. And she is the history teacher and. And finds out on her first day, she's also has a couple health classes. Uh, sex will, and human fitness, I think. Yeah, oh, like, that's called. what it was. Yeah. So at some point in her curriculum, she has to teach sex ed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so her first night into Boston, she is staying at, a, at the hotel at the Ritz downtown uh, before she can get into her new house and her stuff is being delivered. She goes into the bar. She meets a very, very handsome stranger. I guess we should talk about who Landon is, though, for those that are reading this as a standalone. Yes. So before we get to the bar, Landon Abbott Fritz is the third son, third oldest son, right? Or is he the uh, second? Well, it's Kaplan, and then is it the twins? No, I think Where it's Kaplan Carter, Carter, then, then the, the twins, twins, then Oliver, then Oliver. So Landon is a twin. His brother's name is Luca. Landon in medical school got his high school sweetheart um, pregnant and they got married young and have a beautiful daughter named Stella. And um, I think Stella was 18 months, two years old about. Um, and his wife died tragically in an accident. Mm -hmm. And so um, Landon is the devoted, grieving single father, like everything in and his he's life. Been, he has basically been grieving since his wife passed away. Um, we talked about Ellery's age of 27. Landon is 33 um, and his daughter is 13. So he has been grieving like for over 10 years. Yeah. And it really his grief just weighs him down. Mm -hmm. And he has tremendous guilt yeah. associated to the loss of his wife and that he doesn't think he's enough for his daughter either. Um, he's never quite sure he's doing enough for her. Well, and part of what this story reveals um, is that he also feels, he also realizes that his daughter, as she's becoming a, well, she's a teenager, you know, becoming a woman, she needs more um female like influence companionship in, exactly influence and um because if if you've read the other books um we know his mother is um fighting cancer so his mother is not able to be there as much and be that influence and role model for his daughter so um and there are a couple of aunts and stuff but Landon is very, so the book is called Dr. Heartless. It really should have been like doctor behind walls of steel <laughs> because even his own family, he barely lets them in. Mm -hmm. um, and, and even his twin Luca, like has to constantly push him and badger him, you know, to go out, which leads us to their first night. Right. So their first night. Luca is hanging out with Stella so that Landon can go have a night out um and enjoy himself right <laughs> Find a woman. Every, every couple of months he goes out and scratches an itch yep he goes to the bar downtown at the ritz where his other brother uh carter actually has an apartment and lives and apparently luca had been in the bar 
the night before. And so the bartender believes that Landon is Luca, calls him Luca. Luca. In front of Ellery. And so, at one point he debates on correcting him and he's like, no, let me just run with it for right now. Well, sure. Because, <laughs> you know, by being Luca, he gives up some of the guilt that's associated that he's not there in that moment for his daughter. Um, yeah. So um, they start flirting, having great conversation and decide to go upstairs for a one night stand. They are both just going to, drown in the moment of stranger and they both own it like it's not a the only convincing they have to do is that they're gonna they're gonna have this one night stand with each other I think there's such a great maturity and um like sexual ownership of that whole interaction that made it super super steamy and flirty I think that that is something that I love about Jay Salmon in her writing, though, is sexuality, desire is very much, there's no taboo into it. You had a one night stand. Okay. You know, there is this, mm-hmm. this maturity in ownership in making the choices you make with your body and doing the things you want to do, you desire to do. And there's no right. shame. There's never a moment in all of this, and then because fast forward to the next day, Landon is on Ellery's doorstep delivering a box that got delivered to his house instead. And it is a box full of her underwear. And it explodes and, because and of a dog. And Oliver's dog, who they're dog sitting, comes over, knocks him over, and the box goes everywhere. So yeah. the box labeled unmentionables, now all the unmentionables go everywhere. Are everywhere. And, um, but, you know, she's not even like, I mean, she's pissed because she finds out that her next door neighbor is her one night stand. And also- oh, and we didn't even- we didn't even say she was only wearing a robe. And when the dog knocks her over, the robe opens. Right. For everyone to see all the things. All all the things. So this like reintroduction meet cute is just like whatever could go wrong to make it the most embarrassing will go wrong. It will. And, but it's so well done because she's not like, oh, God, no, it's my one night stand. She's like, what? How is he here? How did he find me? Who the heck is this guy? And then she finds out that he lied about his name. Yep. Dumbass. (sighs) Dumbass. Um, So that is their meet cute. Let's talk about Landon a little bit as a character. We kind of started about his grief and his guilt at the loss of his wife and trying to be the best father. One of the things about him that I find really phenomenal is he is a doctor and he's a cardiologist, um, thoracic cardiologist. So he's a Mm -hmm. surgeon. Um, And that's a very high end specialty. It's his dad's specialty. That one even is like extra years. Um, But even with that kind of intensity of a job, his daughter, Stella, is number one for him. Yep. He is devoted father. She is not an afterthought in his life. No, I mean, there's things that he does to, for her safety, her protection. You know, he knows that his, the Abbott Fritz name within Boston is, um, gets a lot of notoriety. 
Um, and so he goes out of his way to kind of stay out of the limelight. Um, he has, you know, their house is kind of, it, it's close to the city, but it has a lot of protection and security. Um, he also does the sweetest things, like um, he built his daughter a greenhouse. Right, because and she's obsessed with plants and growing things growing and things. vegetables. Yeah. And even, so the awkwardness of Ellery being his neighbor. So one night stand, now neighbor. Come to find out, she's also a teacher at his daughter's school. Um, and her sex ed teacher on top of all of that. Well, and the best part is that, of course, her first day is like meet the parents night. And the way the school works is that, you know, you have certain kids Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and different kids Tuesday, Thursday. So she doesn't know that she's his daughter's teacher until he walks in for parent night. Right. Right. <laughs> um, and he was not, he's kind of a jackass, like putting her on the spot. But I mean, he's just, he's worried. He's concerned because of past experiences, you know, and wanting to protect his daughter. You know, after his wife died, you know, they were hounded by paparazzi and... He was just, afraid that she was a name chaser and yeah. not, like, she was stalking him. So she, all of a sudden she shows up everywhere. Yeah. Um, and as the reader, we know that's not the case. <laughs> we know that's not the case. Well, and there's this really great moment with... Uh, Ellery and Stella. Stella wants to learn to cook. Her dad is not a cook at all. And they mostly just eat takeout, but she grows all these vegetables and she'd like to learn to cook them. Yep. And she asks, Stella asks Ellery to teach her. And Ellery gets the permission of Landon in order to do this. But even though he's not 100% okay with it because he doesn't fully trust her, um, he allows it to happen, but it happens in her house only a couple times a week. And it's just such a great moment. I think it also opens up to show what kind of person Ellery is. Yeah. She I think had, it shows a lot of compassion. It, and there's a lot in, there's, there's a fair amount in this story about Stella as much as he, Landon gives Stella she's a smart kid um she's she's not super outgoing though so um there's things that just set her apart and she's been having a hard time make friends and Ellery recognizes this as well like there's parts in the books like she's like oh this sweet girl and she knows that she's kind of a little bit of a loner and so if I can help her bring her out of her shell by helping her cook, teach to, you know, teach her to cook, um, then I will. Well, and Ellery had every reason to distrust Landon and to not be opening and inviting to Stella, given everything that had happened in her past. And but she wasn't. I think that I loved that she was a hopeless romantic, not in the sense of love, but in just the sense of there is still good in people. Right. And that even though my situation was ugly and I am not going to spoil all of that, Ellery's situ situation is ugly. It's ugly. Yeah. And she, how she turned out to be such a beautiful person, because you do see her level of care and love towards even just the students in her class. 
and um and her she's, care- like, she's the teacher that you like how i wanted that teacher when i was right. growing up yeah so she just builds a connection um i want to go back and talk about there's there's a scene in the beginning of the book <clears throat> they've already met they know they lived next to each other um they have their words whatever um but the way that their houses are set their bedrooms are kind of back to back to each other and um Landon's finally going to bed and he hears this crying sobbing and it's um Ellery in her house she's just crying because she's just had she's had a day she's had a year like she's been through a lot um and it's that nighttime kind of quiet you're by yourself everything just kind of catches up and I was reading this and your heart's breaking because your heart's breaking for Ellery you know a little bit of what she's going through at this point you know about the divorce and how low she feels you you know at this point that her and Landon like they've had this one night stand but now they're neighbors but you know there's there's this kind of enemies elements to them and you know that Landon is just as heartbroken because he's lost his wife um you know he's he's still grieving so you know all of those basic pieces and he's he's listening to her cry and he's questioning if he did that to her did his actions cause her to break like to break like this or what could she be going through and it was such a tragically beautiful moment and written so eloquently that I just I almost don't have words for how emotional that moment was and impactful it was the scenes between them through the window um the the words whispered on a breeze um that that distant connection that kindred soul that feels because i think that in a way some of that was landon saying he wishes he could cry that he could let out some of his own emotion and feeling but he is so put up all these barriers and done everything he can to remain steadfast and in the moment and can't deviate from it because if he does he fears that he'll never stop crying he'll never the emotions will never stop for him and so the beauty of the window of like i said the promises on a breeze the letting of your feelings you know there was such a beautiful like you said beautiful tragedy to that that um well, it elicits it, major emotions in so, you as the reader and and kind of after that chapter is done I like I had to take a moment and just kind of absorb it um but you also get an element of Landon's character that in addition to him like not wanting to go there because he don't he doesn't know if he'll be able to stop um you also get the sense that this is the first time outside of his immediate family that he has care and concern for somebody else so it's kind of this like it like awareness of 
and slight protectiveness. It's not quite protectiveness yet. That gets later on and yeah. possessiveness a little bit later, but it's just, it's almost like the beginning of the awakening for him. Yeah. Um, the chemistry in this book, the chemistry in this book. <laughs> Holy crap. Holy crap. It pops at nine. And that's something I really like about Julie Salmon, Jay Salmon's books is it might pop at nine. Sometimes when we get a one night stand, it'll pop at nine and then nothing happens again until 60%. Oh, that was not the case in this. No, that was not Not the the case. case. It pops early and it continues to pop. And it was mm, amazing. Um, So good. I will not spoil it, but there's another scene with the window and it was spicy. (gasps) And it was, oh my gosh it was and so good <laughs> it was i'm like wow wow yeah wow okay, okay so i don't want to spoil this for anybody because i really really want people to go read this so let's do our wrap-up questions oh, here we barely talked about this book. i know but it, there's this is one of those series that goodness i mean because you know the next book in the series is going to be lucas story we believe and um there are hints a little bit as to who Luca is. There are great moments with the family. And I will say, I do want to give this compliment. Something that Julie does that she does incredibly well is she has brought in past characters into this book. So the other brothers and the sister and the sister's friends are sprinkled in this story. Mm-hmm. But never, never are these pages feeling crowded. Right. Never do I feel like we tumble off and are no longer getting who Ellery and Landon are. She gives you just enough what they contribute to the storyline, but then she gives you just enough that if you haven't read those books, you're like, I got, I got to know this backstory. I got to like, know I it. can't believe you haven't gone back and read Rena's I, book yet. Because, I know. I like, know. Um, and I do hope that, how she wraps that up is that I'm going to get a novella of that situation. <laughs> so I need to know how it's going to happen. Um, Cause put it on your schedule, Julie, put it on right. your schedule. <laughs> you know, she's going to listen. <laughs> we're going to want it. <laughs> right. Um, okay. So Carolina, did you like this book? Yes, I did. I it's, it's a heavier read. It's a much more emotional read, um, but so eloquently done. There is a lot more emotion. I think anytime we dabble into the world of grief and loss, um, that you're expecting a little bit more of a, a more emotional read, but this is so beautifully done. And the grief does not, while it is, you know, working through grief and finding love after loss, there is plenty of that. This is truly Landon and Ellery's story. This mm-hmm. is their romantic journey. Um, so it doesn't, it's not, it's a very well balanced story. Yeah. Um, and it's not over, it's not overly angsty either. It's emotional, but no. not unnecessary angst. I would agree with that. Um, okay. Who do you think would typically like this book? Um, there is definitely an element of billionaire um, because of the family and the accessibility. So you do get that. Um, I don't think that was in our trope list as well. Um, but if you're, but that was just a small element of stuff. Like him being a doctor was just a small element. It's like, okay, that's what he does. Um, 
if you want a very character driven story, then you'll want to read this book. It, this is about their journeys and their evolution um, and, and how they help each other through it. Yeah. Like you said, character driven storyline, if you are like a family series. So if you like the Claire Kingsley family series, mm -hmm. um, then you should be picking up Jay Salmon's books. Um, they're very similar in vibe and feel with kind of a low angst. Now, this one is definitely more emotional than the others, but there's no like push and pull between the two of them as characters, like being together. The push and pull is from outside sources and just makes, you know, it's such a great story. Um, would you recommend this book? <laughs> yes. 100% yes. Um, yes, I would recommend this book and on continues my mild <laughs> obsession. Low-key stocking. Low-key stocking. Major stocking. Of Jay Salmon and Obsessive her stories. Stocking. Obsessive stocking. Obsessive <laughs> stocking. So key. Um, but yeah, everyone should run out and download this book onto their Kindle. It's beautiful. And the covers are sexy. Covers are great. And These are covers for your shelves, people. <laughs> and you know, they're, they're all believable. They would be brothers. Yes. Yes. Um, anyway, until next time, everyone happy reading. Find us on Instagram at buzzing about romance or on Twitter at buzzing romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the bookcase and coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.